solitude in less than 2,000 words and win great prizes. The deadline is the 27th of November. For more details, please visit radio3.rthk.hk. Right, as we heard from the trail just now, the competition deadline is November the 27th, and this year's theme is Solitude. And now, in order to inspire you, if you haven't already done so, uh, written in, uh, please feel free to write into Top Story at rthk.hk. And now, let's hear the short story, which is called Festival, and it's written by Nancy Leung, who was the second prize winner in the adult category last year. And this story is read out by Janice Wong. Outside the housing estate, people enshrouded by smoke tossed paper money into burning bins. With each offering, the flames danced higher and higher. Around them, ash swirled about their feet and peppered their hair, giving them a ghostly silhouette. Through a third-floor window, smoke wafted in, mixing with the scented smoke of incense sticks. Bowls containing oranges and steamed buns sat on a raised altar. Three tendrils of smoke spiraled up in front of the photo of a young smiling girl. Mrs. Wong added a bowl of grilled pork and rice to the altar and gazed at the photo. She clasped her hands in prayer and bowed three times. Daughter, I have good news for you. After much searching, this year you will have a husband. Before the gate closes this hungry ghost festival, you will be married and no longer alone. She reached out to touch the photo as tears clouded her vision. You left us too soon. This year, you would have been 23 years old, a good age for marriage. She blinked back the tears. Ah Wing, your father and Mr. Tam have agreed to the union. I know you have waited a long time for this too, but you need to wait a little longer. Mr. Tam's son, Ah Kung, he had been in some kind of accident. He is in the hospital. But the doctor says he will join your world soon. So, dear daughter, wait just a little while longer. Ah Wing sat in front of the mirror and slowly ran a comb through her hair. It reached down to her waist and was her proudest feature. She combed scented oil into her hair until each black strand gleamed. With each brushstroke, she sang a song about happiness and its promise of what was to come. Finally, she secured ornamental clips so her face was framed by flowers and butterflies. Every year for the past two years since she entered this world, she had prepared herself for the festival. Then she waited and hoped, and for two years the festival doors opened and closed, leaving her disappointed. This year her hands moved as if she were in a dream, a smile was frozen on her face as her mother's message replayed in her head. She raised her left hand, staring at the thin bare fingers, then refocused on her image. Akung, she whispered, testing her fiancé's name. Her heart skipped a beat in anticipation. The hospital had become a second home ever since the accident, with each passing birthday, mid-autumn festival and Lunar New Year. 
The Thames quietly celebrated with the nurses who cared for their only son. But with each passing month, the harsh reality set in. In the dimly lit room, Mrs. Thames sat beside the hospital bed, holding her son's hand. Tears streamed down her face. The doctor stood at the foot of the bed. I know it's difficult for you, but a decision must be made. He's been in a coma for too long. The chance of him awakening is very slim. Ah, Kung, Mrs. Tam let out a muffled wail as fresh tears spilled down her cheeks. Mr. Tam turned towards the window. He stared out at the outline of Lion Rock on the mountain in the distance and said a silent prayer for strength and courage. It will be painless for him. We will turn off the supporting machines and let nature take its course. Mr. Tam walked to the bed. He hardly recognized his wife. Her eyes were puffy and her face pale. The ordeal had taken a toll on her and she seemed to have aged decades. He squeezed her hand. The time has come. We have to let him go. He... Mr. Tam choked on his words as tears streamed down his face. He won't be suffering anymore. Mrs. Tam brushed the hair from her son's forehead and kissed his hand. Only the rhythmic pump and hiss of the respirator and the quiet drone of the CD playing Mozart filled the silence of the room. He will be okay. Mr. Tam wrapped an arm around her shoulders. He will not be alone. Our wing will be with him. Mrs. Tam bit her lip to stop them from trembling. Okay, she whispered and buried her face in her husband's chest. It's best for him. Mr. Tam kissed his wife softly on the head. The doctor dipped his head to Mr. Tam and left the room. In the restaurant, Mr. Wong leaned across the table so he could be heard over the other diners. We haven't known one another for very long, but my wife and I are grateful to you and Mrs. Tam for agreeing to this union. Mr. Tam ran his finger over the rim of his untouched cup of tea. I know it's a difficult time for you both, said Mr. Wong. Mr. Tam sighed and nodded. At least something good comes out of it. He will be married. Yes, and we will be family through the bond of our children. Tears welled up in Mr. Tam's eyes. The doctor turned off the machines last night. He said it may take a few days. He turned his head and wiped his cheek roughly with the sleeve of his shirt. Sorry for your loss. Mr. Wong looked away to give Mr. Tam some privacy. All this time, we hoped, we prayed, we tried everything. Mr. Tam gripped the teacup until his knuckles turned white. I know. Mr. Wong's heart ached as he relived the moment he lost our wing. He quickly blinked back his tears. I don't want to take up more of your time. Go, be with your son. Surrounded by the lively chatter of diners around him, Mr. Wong contemplated the circumstances and the shared pain that would tie the Wong and Tam families together. Incense smoke spiraled up as Mrs. Wong held a paper doll dressed in a red cheap-hull wedding dress to her chest. Daughter, I have been so worried about you since you left. But now it soothes my heart knowing that you will no longer be alone. She held the marriage doll to the black and white portrait. Look, 
She has big eyes and long hair, just like you. Everything has been prepared. Mrs. Wong bowed her head and hugged the doll to her chest again. With the doors between worlds open, Ah Wing roamed the streets, passing other spirits. She touched her upper arm, remembering the light touch of the person whose hand had brushed her arm as she sank to the bottom of the South China Sea. She had often wondered what had happened to that person. Ah Wing stopped on the stone steps of Hottinger Street and turned back to see the source of laughter. It was a young couple. She watched as they climbed the steps hand in hand, oblivious to the other pedestrians. Ah Kung, where are you? She looked towards Victoria Harbour, wondering if she would have more luck finding him on the Kowloon side. A young man in a business suit walked through her as he rushed to his destination, breaking her concentration. Her eyes searched the crowded streets around her. The doors to the Ghost Festival would be closing soon, and Ah Kung still had not arrived. She smoothed down her cheap hall wedding dress to prevent her hands from shaking. She pushed the thought of being alone for another year from her mind and continued up the steps. Mister and Missus Tam sat around the hospital bed in silence. Their eyes often darted to the heart monitor to see if the rate or rhythm had changed. A day and a half had passed, and there were no changes. Nurses who entered the room to record the numbers flashing on the screens were met with anxious looks. Each hour passed slowly. Surrounded by uneaten plates of food and overcome with fatigue, Mr. and Mrs. Tam fell asleep with their heads resting on the bed. Some time later, in the dim room, Mrs. Tam awoke with a jerk. Husband, husband, wake up! Mrs. Tam shook her husband. Mr. Tam rubbed the sleep from his eyes and ran out into the hall. Doctor, doctor! He yelled. Doctors and nurses rushed into room 509. They all looked down at Ah Kung, who was staring back at them. Mrs. Wong waited for as long as possible, but the gates of the Hungry Ghost Festival were about to close. Smoke from burning offerings again wafted into the living room. She lit the incense sticks with trembling hands. She took a deep breath before bowing and looked into the eyes of the photo. Daughter, my dearest, I have something to tell you. She took another breath for strength and to calm her shaking voice. Ah Kung, he has opened his eyes. A cry escaped her lips. I'm sorry, daughter, but he will not be joining you. Her tears now freely flowed. I wanted him to be your husband, but it is not meant to be. I know I should be happy the Tams have their son returned to them, but I am so disappointed for you, my daughter. I promise we will not give up. With each passing second, the clock counted down. As the festival ended, Mrs. Wong bowed her head and wept. In a distant world, the faint cries of a young girl could be heard. Then all was quiet, as the gates sealed shut for another year.
under the glare of the hospital room lights and surrounded by pillows. Ahn Kung sat upright in bed. His mother held a straw to his mouth while he slowly moistened his parched mouth. Mrs. Tam touched her son's bony shoulder. She smiled. She will make him healthy again. Days had passed since Ah Kung had awakened, and his voice was weak and hoarse. Son, do you remember anything? Mr. Tam stood at the side of the bed. Ah Kung looked down at the blanket covering him. I, I remember there was water. Mr. and Mrs. Tam looked at each other in silence. Ah Kung swallowed his throat still sore. He looked at his mum. His eyes widened. His words were raspy and a whisper. The long-haired girl in the water. Did I save her? Mrs. Tam squeezed her son's hand and shook her head. And that was Janice Wong reading the story called Festival, written by Nancy Leung, who was the second prize winner of the Hong Kong Top Story 2019 in the adult category.